What's up, y'all? It's Nick, and I am bringing you the Passion Cast this week. Uh, this was a fun episode. You get to find out a little bit about the mics and what really gets us going. Uh, so, yeah, we talk passions and what we've learned from them, what we continue to learn from them, and we're all going to be doing someone's passion by the end of the episode. So tune in, and we'll see you on the other side. Oh, baby, come on over, get up closer. All I need is your love. Mike dudes and dudettes we are back at it for another episode I don't know we're gonna call this yet but I'm at the warehouse with the boys and it's another beautiful Monday for us so what's up guys how we living pleasant fantastically fantastically yes Max He's thinking of a word right now. Well, there's two options as being a, a, a Caucasian male and answering that question. I can either say living the this. dream or I can Privilege. say, what is it? It's living the dream or uh, can't complain or uh, something like that. Living mm. the dream or, yeah, that was a really funny meme. I saw that. Very funny. So funny that we remembered it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just remember the living the dream part. <laughs> that delivery was unbelievable. <laughs> Shit. Well, we're back, boys. We'll get into it uh, momentarily, but... Who's starting us off with our uh, hypothetical here? I think, we're st- <clears throat> I think we're starting off with the peanut gallery, yeah? As we always do. I Pe- always fuck that up. Gallery. That's peanut gallery. Peanut gallery. The corn gallery. You trying to get slick on we're us, only, bro? You trying to switch up the format? We're only 22 episodes in. Yeah, so, episode 22. Uh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> so the, the still great future once said the feds did a sweep. And this time the feds did a sweep in regards to horse racing. And they nailed 27 people. Spread amongst veterinarians, horse trainers, and jockeys for a drug trafficking and use ring. Basically, what happened was more than two door, two dozen horse racing professionals were charged in this drug scheme, in which this one trainer, a name by a man by the name of Jason Service, um, was sticking horses with a certain PEDs. yeah a certain PED uh, called. SGF 1000 and I'll tell you right now that sounds slick I am interested wait so <laughs> do you think that if uh, how many people at the leech do you think are on SGF yeah it's definitely something that you get from some dude with a delt or a phi in his in oh, his Greek damn. letter names wait so oh, tell God. us though tell us something hard hitting were there any crazy uh, <laughs> yeah so maximum like, maximum security is one of the horses whoa see okay that's big and so he just is that won. a big horse yeah he yeah. just won and he's been winning a he's lot been, yeah he's been in, like he's like one of those headlines when you when you when the Kentucky Derby comes around go for the triple crown you see well like american pharaoh imagine if american pharaoh was on there or sea biscuit and he's been using (laughs) he's been using the enhancing drugs according horse according to the sting he's been using the enhancing drugs um approximately 1082 times uh from horses from 2018 to 2020 of february including a victory for maximum security in saudi arabia at the world's richest purse of, uh, for a race, $10 million Saudi cup that this horse took home. Honestly, so, 
I feel like this is always going on, but someone just cheat. got caught. I would definitely. Cheat. Yeah, so, it's it's like paying college basketball players. It's, just, yeah. it's hilarious to me that we can we have these animals that don't even have a choice about the fact that they're racing. That's true. And now they're being <laughs> they're being juiced. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Where so, does the buck end? So what are the implications of this? Are there anything? Like, do you just let do you just let horses be? That's dope. such an interesting the horses, I mean, about the horses, how they charge people for yeah, stuff like, like that. The, the right. horses probably are banned from competition. Turned into glue. So now I'll tell you. I'll tell <laughs> you. Man, holy shit. And then the owners that were giving them that probably will face a fine. They'll face and a, ban a ban too, probably. Yeah. Yeah, they probably won't be able to train another horse. It's for actually X amount of time. It's actually getting a little deeper than that because now they're claiming because of this and because the human decision factor, based on you know it's an animal doesn't decide to cheat, mm-hmm. um, that it's they're going to be indicted on horse abuse. Oh, shit. Because of experienced cardiac issues, overexertion that leads to uh, greater f- uh, frequency of injury and sometimes death. And then they're also going to be uh, pursued for their human uh, crimes, which is manipulation of a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, that's legit. <laughs> legit <laughs> billions right so now. So it's the feds. It's the SEC and the feds or whoever that is going, to, not the SEC, but the feds that are going after them. They're pissed they're not getting a big enough cut. Didn't think that the... Uh you're going to go to jail, did you, Mr. Service? And they'll be right. tried in... Jason Service, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be tried um, also by U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents because of their involvement in races in the United Arab Emirates. They're spreading the coronavirus. Oh, there's another conspiracy <laughs> for the coronavirus. I just think it's so crazy, man. The <laughs> This is like... I just, you know, PEDs for, for horses, it's like... It seems more like... I mean, it seems... Not that crazy. When you yeah. have ten million, bro. The first I thing think I think about, like about jockey maybe cheating. doing like a dieting thing or something like cheating or I don't know. They genetically jockey? find the jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you genetically breed jockeys. <laughs> <laughs> the jockeys ain't the ones cheating. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that you said the horses aren't the ones that are choosing to cheat. Makes it in my in my mind way more rational for someone to make the horse do that right. when it doesn't even know what it's doing. Yeah, horses don't ever snitch. First of all, <laughs> and second of all, how haven't they pioneered midget jockeys yet? Mm. It's not the point. Sometimes they're I not think as aerodynamic. That they kind of already yeah. did that. No, 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 no. They're no, like no, dwarves. Every jockey. I mean, I mean, a serious. Well, you got to get a guy that can reach his feet to the you know the shackle. You just part. raise the the stirrups higher. Why I you, bet there's some type of weight distribution that's ideal. Midget's not allowed. Maybe that's the real. Why don't thing. you just train a bunch of like seven year olds? Do you to think be jockeys. jockeys are prejudiced yes. against uh, <laughs> yes. little people? That's I think I'm they have at. a union. Do you think that they consider <laughs> themselves to be superior in any way? Uh, yes. Okay. I said it. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I said it. So okay. to close it out, one more thing. Um, one of his horses, XY Jet, which is kind of a sick horse name. I like that. Um, it's like a it's like two a, banana. It's like an air. Yeah, it's like a, I was gonna say it's like an air raid football player. Yeah. So he he, he won over three million dollars in winnings uh, through the course of his two year career, and then he died of a heart attack in January. Damn. Three right. million two years. XY raid was in the one percent so, when he died. Yeah. So S S G F. 1000 is a blood builder it makes your blood pump faster and uh and so thus creating more opportunity yeah bernie sanders probably hates these guys all these guys (laughs) they're all billionaires they're in the one percent even though even though i do have a horse in most races i'm gonna tell you it's not a good thing it's not a good thing at all i'm gonna take all of my money and give it to the blacks and that's what we're gonna do here (laughs) i'd be real curious on 
what ends up coming for that and what they get charged with towards the end of things. This mm-hmm. one trainer is definitely going to get fucked. You are now tasked Mr. with Price. keeping us apprised and you know of this. You can always count on one guy in prison who's going to have a soft spot in his heart for horses. Oh, yes. That first day <laughs> and the cells just he, like, open up. Because he loves to bet and he loves like the pure You think you can stick betting. these no, horses? No, like, he like, actually loves horses, or, like the physical animal. And or then, he lost a sports bet. Oh, from yes. one of those horses. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then the the cell just like opens up for like Gen Pop recess or whatever those guys get. And then there's just like seven Gen, dudes. Who Gen are, like, Pop recess. We fucking heard you like killing horses. <laughs> yeah, you're Oz now. All right, I'm Goodness back. gracious. <laughs> Thanks, Max. All right, Jake, you're running with our uh, hypothetical here. Oh, happily. So I, I heard a question floating around on the internet, and I would like. For the four and a half mics to uh to try their hand at it, get it, get their take. Yanni's about to get triggered. Yeah, it's quite possibly the most important question of 2020. So far, I would say so. It's like it's this, it's like coronavirus, and then and then this question. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Is the Kool Aid Man the Kool Aid, or is he the vase that holds the Kool Aid? Right. I feel like Yanni's got yeah. away. I feel like there are some really important questions that you need, like ground ground rule questions. Lay them out. If the glass is not there, mm-hmm. is the man have any sort of gelatin in him so he stands alone? No, you've drank Kool Aid before. It's I'm I'm asking a ground well, rule wait, question because me, I think it's fair. Can we pull let the picture. Let me ask a question that is going to answer probably all of your questions. Sure. Why can't the Kool Aid Man be both? Like we have skin and blood. True. This is my the whole point that Ooh. I was going to try and make is basically if you take the internal structure of a of a human being and you take it out of them, they have muscle. They have muscle, but I'm talking mm-hmm. about the guts, the skeleton, and you just have the skin. Is is it still considered a human being if it's just skin? If it's just like <laughs> flappy skin of like no, just the skin, <laughs> the skin, like the but, perfect skin. But what if you? Skin. But what if you? No, take that's not a human being. That's skin. That's skin. So it's not. It's not the Kool Aid Man. It's Kool Aid in a glass. Oh, so he's only. Listen, I'm Team Vase on this one to answer your question. Yes, yeah. that Vase is on the vase. But like, what if you take the, the Kool Aid and pour him into the another cylindrical shape, but then not, he's the, Kool-Aid not the Kool Aid Man? You don't think so? No, he's just Kool-Aid. In you what if he's the Kool-Aid his, in like a, like a Pilsner his, glass? You're not yeah. the Kool-Aid man. You don't think his consciousness transfers from one glass to another? I do not think the Kool-Aid man is sophisticated enough to transfer his consciousness. I bet you he, <laughs> def- he definitely couldn't run through a wall if he was in a small All right, room. yeah. I'm, you know what? I might have to be team-based because that is the strongest glass on earth. It That's runs, the greatest it, scene ever. It goes, to, it goes through brick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm team base. Max, you're gonna weigh in on this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm. I'm just taking. I'm just taking a moment to look at the Kool Aid Man's uh, anatomy right now. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. looking at him in a photo here. Does he wear mm-hmm. pants or is he, is he it, pants? It yeah, he's got like jeans. Sometimes shorts on. he does. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he's nude, which which does <laughs> beg some questions about if the Kool Aid no, Man should be canceled. That was 1999 Kool Aid Man. Post 2000 Kool Aid Man is all clothed. Yes, fully clothed. It's interesting because his face looks like it's condensation. What? Let me see again. Let me see again. Which would make me think that he's the liquid. No. Well, or would that make him? Glass? His face oh, are yes, made out true. of drops, manifesting on the on the vase yes. itself. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. He's the stuff. I feel like he and that he's and that he's, he gets off on you. I'm gonna go with he's set. the stuff too. I think that my my opinion he's is the that the Kool Aid man is a higher being and is both the vase and the glass simultaneously, but also separately. So if you separate him and put the Kool Aid. <laughs> Into another glass, he he's becomes not. another Kool Aid. But mm-hmm. if you if you put something else into the glass, he is now he is still the glass itself. 
So <laughs> you're taking can, a very religious approach to this one. <laughs> he can be <laughs> he can be in God two places. is both both God and his own son he's, at the same time. He's double sleeved. He could be two things at once. It's so your answer reference. is, I told you. I just said he's base. both. Well, he's both. Uh-oh. It's kind of a cop out. <laughs> no, no, he's both. Well, because I'm saying he's both, but at the same time, but also separately. Like <laughs> he is every, Kool Aid Man is everything. No, I'm gonna he say is. he's the he's the Kool Aid. Wow, yeah, a lot of Kool Aid. We are officially yeah, Kool-Aid a Kool Aid Man is the Kool Aid Pod. If you think about it from a marketing standpoint, he's definitely the Kool Aid. Yeah. He's the juice. But look, if you take if you take my skin off and put it on Chase, Chase is not me. We have. We have Chase is still oh Chase yeah, with my skin yeah. on. We have anatomy, we have religious, we have everything coming at us. But this if I take right Chase's here. brain and put it in my head, then he's Chase. You know, then you're I'm, Chase. Then you have two brains I'm in your head. I'm a Chase Yanni hybrid. <laughs> you're, no, but you're if, you're re- if you replace it, <laughs> Johnny. This is funny. This this totally. We were talking Chase about Chase Machina. <laughs> we were talking about altered carbon before the show. I'm not going to get into the sh- actual show itself, but it's very. It kind of it runs parallel to this There's argument because they have, they have stacks that are like little chips that are basically people and then they call the body the sleeve oh, but yeah? you can change sleeves but the stack Jake, you're still, saying too much dude yeah here's anyway i'm about if, to get if in. you here's have a box of oreos and, and and the oreo is regular flavored the box is a regular flavor oreo but then you switch all the oreos on the inside to red velvet is it a box of regular oreos or a box of red velvet oreos? it's a box of red velvet oreos so there but you go mislabeled. the insides are what matter but you're mislabeled well yeah, no, yeah but see, it's 21st century well, everybody can be mislabeled. that's my thing is like Look, the Kool-Aid man is, runs through a lot of walls, right? Like, and he's made of glass. Perver- keep going. Per- Perverbally. So, <laughs> keep going. Let's, let's hope. Like, this glass is not perfect, guys. It's going to break. It's going to chip. It doesn't, There's going to be some issues. You don't see him change. Yeah, you only see the he social never media. Has to change. You, you see only the social see what media he wants you to see. That would imply that if he broke his glass, that, that he's at risk of dying. That he's just yes. merely a vessel for his what liquid soul. Yeah, so he's got to have another... He's got to have some backup. Which... Um, he's got to have some reserves. Yes. I have a theory about that. Bases. That's why he wants you to drink the Kool-Aid so bad, because it's him, and he'll manifest inside yeah, of you. Yeah, see? He's everywhere. He is all. Kool-Aid man is all. <laughs> anyway, before Dude, we move on, can we can I'm we each get our best uh, Kool-Aid man impression? Oh, nice. I was going to go favorite Kool-Aid if there was any sort of... Well, that too. You could do both. Do favorite Kool-Aid and... The ones with the freaking twist-off, like... Plastic. Well, there's a get, flavor. Yeah, that's you true. Get blue, red, purple. <laughs> They're like turquoise blue. Oh, turquoise nice. blue. Give do I'm you, team turquoise blue. Nice. Do your do your impression. I gotta I gotta bust <laughs> into the room. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't think we should do any more. I'm not too <laughs> yeah. Damn it! I was set up. That was so good. <laughs> I've got um, a, I've got a great one. Really quick. The alias for the Kool Aid Man in Canada is. Pitcher Man Captain Kool-Aid. There it is. Oh. Kool-Aid Man was probably taken already. And so yeah. Pitcher Man Captain Kool-Aid. There you go. Pitcher Man. Um, I mean, there's no argument. The best Kool-Aid is is the red yes. powder I agree with that Chase. you put in a gallon jug. With like sugar? Pitcher. With sugar. With all sugar. Half it's, the jug is full of sugar. I've it's never half, had a fresh it's batch It's half of sugar, half water. That's what it is. And it's the best. Kool-Aid's gas. I miss it. I'm reading an article right now, and it's just entitled "The Kool Aid Man Is on a Bender," and I, I believe <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Well, he's still doing his thing. I think that's enough Kool Aid for us boys. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into it, right? So, this episode, I wanted we we've had conversations about talking about our hobbies and passions and whatnot, but I wanted everyone to bring the hobby that has turned into a passion for them 
and I want to just talk to what they've gotten out of this specific hobby, whatever it may be. So I guess to get us started, everybody, we'll start with Yanni. What would you say your hobby slash passion is that you want to bring to the table today? Um, I th- I'm going to pick the one that I'm going to talk about diving. diving. I think diving is a good one. It's not something that I do year round, but I know when I'm not doing it, I really want to be doing it. So I think that's kind of a, what a passion is, right? When you're not doing it, you want to be doing it. Oh yeah. It's just like ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. Are we having some difficulties here? <laughs> Max, what is going on, Max? Max is, is doing some crazy charade. Oh, he's oh. doing sticky notes. <laughs> he's looking for sticky notes. I was trying to ask for notepads, but no one was understanding. <laughs> he was like moving his hand to the left and the right. Like, to signify writing. Like, I apologize, Johnny. <laughs> scuba diving. I was like, yeah, do you want I was going to say scuba diving. Sorry, bro. Max, you can good. go now, dude. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, I'm leaving? No, you can <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, you're voted off the podcast. Are we just, are we just giving a high level... <laughs> Mine's <laughs> literally just the word of what it is. Skateboarding. Skateboarding for Max. Jake? I mean, I feel like you guys could probably guess. It's video games. Big fan. Uh, for me, I wanted to do one that is definitely a lifetime passion of mine, but that doesn't mean it is a right now passion. Correct. And that's going to be uh, general private aviation. So I like how you said that because the same for me, and that's fly fishing, where right now... It's like it's at a lull. I'm not fly fishing as much, but I know that for the rest of my life, that'll be something that I'm constantly doing. I'm traveling for. Um, and you just know that it's like it's ingrained in you and it's not going away anytime it's, soon. Yeah, it's something that's in your DNA. So I'm kind of want to uh, put Jake on the podium here. Give us give us the backstory and what video games have met meant to you and like the progression of it since everyone started at a young age probably playing video games Mm -hmm. and now you're still just like freaking digging it (laughs) yeah so it's i mean you guys are talking about your general private aviation and fly fishing like it's a lifelong passion and and I don't want you to poo-poo video games as a lifelong passion because it definitely is one, for me at least. I I definitely don't. As someone that's been made fun of before for having video games as a hobby, I definitely do... Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not poo pooing. I've at been all. hyper addicted to video games yeah. before. It's, it's I will I will be playing games for the rest of my life. Um, I love them. I think that it's a fantastic medium. It's so unique in the way that it's able to convey a story, mm-hmm. um, in a way that you really can't experience any other way. Not in a movie, not really in a TV show, not in a book. I mean, you get a little bit of each of those things, but then it's also this really intimate connection that you get to the game itself and to the characters because you are, you're in their shoes for the, you know, however long it may be. I mean, there are games and it's, and they're so unique because, you know, a game can be 20 minutes long and a game can be 20 hours long. A game can be a hundred hours long and each one has its own value really and its own place in the in the the pantheon of games and it started for me very young um i remember playing computer games like pajama sam and putt putt's adventure and like all these crazy things excellent games yes (laughs) (laughs) honestly pajama you know i just i just rebought let me tell you this humongous games you're gonna love this i just rebought pajama sam you did not yeah i did i bought i bought it and i have it i'll show it to you it's on uh it's i have my oh my gosh no i played the whole thing yeah that's awesome (laughs) the one into the darkness yeah yeah thunder and lightning aren't so frightening that's the second one yeah into the darkness is when he goes in the closet Mm -hmm. 
thunder and lightning oh, is, is when he's in the clouds. Those. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And Papa was a bunch. But right, yeah. Right. So well, I, I'm vibing. Yeah, humongous games. That was that was like my childhood. They made all the backyard sports games too: backyard baseball, backyard soccer. Backyard so baseball. classic. Um, With the same characters. That was oh, my yeah. favorite. Yeah, part. I know. It's nice. Some some continuity. You had the backyard gaming verse. Right. Like you have the MCU and and all those types of things. But it definitely it definitely the original MCU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it definitely is something that has grown uh, as I have grown uh, as a person and and to an adult. Like there are, well, something that's really cool that I think about sometimes, mm-hmm. and we're the exact same age, so I'm sure you've thought about it too. Is gaming really peaked with our adolescence? Oh right? yeah, like without a doubt. Games when we first mm-hmm. discovered games versus games today, mm-hmm. we are like the generation it's been for. Like yes, it's been. You perfect. mean it's currently peaking? You're still on the, or do you mean it already no, they've peaked? They've been on no, the wave. No, no. Like, they started on the wave and like just have been riding the entire time. Yeah, right, like but the, it's still peaking. Like if you're born in 2006 and you're like getting video games now, well, you take Xbox 360 for granted. Like I still remember seeing that type of stuff in like PS3 and Xbox. Like, right. Like oh my god, you play online. Like all I remember being the first. We were the first for like all the really cool shit. What was and, the, what was the first console that you had? Nintendo 64. Nice. Same. I had an SNES and that got zapped by lightning in a, in a storm. And then I got a PS1 and I've been a PlayStation guy ever since. Um, I, I could do hours on video games, but I will just, I will, I will, can, well, I guess we can talk about it I guess a little later, but I'll let you guys talk as well. But I mean, really what keeps me and keeps, keeps my attention with these games is that they really are, especially now with the technology that we have and it's only, getting better they are works of art each and each each of them um some are better than others obviously but when you play a game like in god of war the most recent one is the first one that comes to my mind uh, the last of us the last of us assassin's creed eh, yeah yes oh, yes no no no. yes but but that's not exactly what i'm talking about but i'm, I'm talking about something that is it's so it's like it's very visceral and, and like the storytelling in that game and the people that are writing these games and the producers that are mm-hmm. on the game and the voice acting that's in the game like it is such a it has such value and such weight to it and you and you Fall sit there and you, and you experience it yeah that's another great example it's like it's really something magical it's really crazy so my question to you then and this is my belief is right is your passion i don't think you can ever master it do you think you could ever master video games as a medium, no, but there are games individually that you can certainly master. Yeah. Um, I mean, a good thing, like a really quantifiable way, especially on PlayStation and on and on Xbox, to have um, are trophies and achievements, and you can and you earn them throughout the game, and they're ultimately they're arbit- arbitrary digital icons. Yeah. Also, like online ranking systems and stuff too. Like if certainly. you could you could quantify a lot of times when you're playing like what percentile of the gaming population you're in if you're in the top 10 15 percent i'd say you've mastered whatever that is so for a lot of like fighting games or shooters or stuff like that without a doubt and yeah when you when you start getting to the competitive stuff online i'm definitely more of a single player guy like i love playing that set i play the call of duty campaigns like i love that stuff i live for that it's awesome they're they're entertaining call of duty campaigns are kind of like junk food they're like big action movies Michael that Bay. are kind of silly, yeah. but are really fun at the same time. You just don't think too hard. Um, but, you know, when you go through a game, God of War is a good example because I got the platinum for that. And to do that, you had to fight a series of bosses that is, inc- they're, they're increasingly difficult. And the last one is just absolutely impossible. 
Um, well, Karen, the manager. Almost no. It's, <laughs> no, it's the the shield maiden, the Valkyrie queen. Um, and you know, you you beat them, and then you get the trophy, and you see it pop up, and you get the platinum, which is like the trophy that you get when you get all the other trophies in the game. Right. And you see that it's like. 0.05% of people that have played this game have the platinum trophy for that game. Like that's a it's a nice pat on the back. Yeah. Wow. So um to our listeners Serious? out there, Jake one day will have a gaming podcast and you will tune in and there will be hours and hours of content <laughs> and Jake will just lay it down however you want to hear it. Yeah, um, one day. Not how they want to hear it, how it's meant to be heard. How it's meant to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> we tell it how it is, not how you want to yeah. hear it. Yeah. So back to Chase's point. Um, you know how right now we're kind of in lulls with our passions and I think Max is a good one because I think Max probably started with the skateboard at a young age and recently decided hey guys out of all the things I'm buying <laughs> I'm gonna buy a skateboard right now so what skateboard did you buy love it uh, I just got I got a local uh, the, the deck itself is from a local skate shop in Sarasota that okay. I've just known to make their own decks and have always been pretty solid around town. Like if you didn't have enough allowance money to, to go buy, buy a new, huge element one. Yeah. You'd, you'd go get a, a compound shout out compound skate shop in, uh, in Sarasota, which also has a great fly shop. Yeah. They've turned into fly fishing guys. Yeah. They're huge on it. They have um, a fly fishing slash skateboard. Shop? It's, yeah. it's skate surf and fly. That's sweet. They have all the yeah. materials, all the rods. That's interesting. It's a pretty badass. Really? Place. Yeah. yeah. It's the only skate shop in Sarasota that has survived like the various peaks and troughs sure. of the economy. It's like our BC surfing sport here. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a good shop. I uh, so you know, water sports too. The the deck yeah. the deck that I got the com- you know I made my own complete. I remembered a lot of my preferences from when I was younger, and I just kind of like. But what? Sorry to cut you off. What? got you to get a skateboard again because it had to be years since you've had a skateboard and actively been skating and okay so what hit you yeah so i for some reason all of a sudden i started following a bunch of of skateboarding instagram pages like like company instagram like team so like volcom skate team like red bull skate team nike sb and so forth and so on um and then there was a group of buddies of mine in my fraternity who are all like big skateboarders in their in their youth as well. And they have an Instagram group that we like message in like every day called Pikes That Can Kickflip. And, <laughs> and so I petitioned to be allow, allowed to be part of it because I was sending one of my buddies who was in it so many videos of like cool like like lines that these guys were doing or like interesting skate parks or like then I found out that there was a new Payne skate park being uh, uh, that had been built in, in St. Pete. What is this? Payne skate park? Payne is a is a skate park building company, company. and they do it a lot of with uh, municipalities. It's so like they, high level skate parks though? Th- yeah, there's, they're concrete. They're super nice. They've got uh, lighting so you can skate at night and um, and they typically are on public dime so they're free. Oh, true. Yep. So, uh, and and there's an example of that in Miami, and another recent one that was built was yeah. called Lot 11, and that one is free as well, and it's open from nine to nine, which is pretty like you know good hours as far as getting. What's in the there. one that's here in Fort Lauderdale? There's a that's paid. The Calvary Chapel no, no, no. has ramp forty eight. Oh, that's Calvary Chapel. Yep. I feel like we've talked yep. about this before. Yeah, you can uh, you can get a discount if you stay for Bible study. 
You're kidding me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Quite the market. That's right the first. There. That's the first and only skate park that's I ever very, went to. That's a very skinny vertical. It's small. Yes. It's yes. a small <laughs> skate park, right? It's kind of small. It's kind of small, but they've got everything it's that you wood. need. Everything's like wood in but there. But to, to Nick's point, it was it was kind of a culmination of all of these things. And then I thought, you know, maybe I'll just get like a, a cruiser board, something with some big wheels, and I'll just like hang around town and like, you know, be able to like fly up and down Las Olas or like, you know, drive to the beach and then be able to skate around the beach kind of thing. Like just something to be active. I was, I wanted to be active again. Um, and I love board sports, you know, wakeboarding, skateboarding, mm-hmm. snowboarding now is, is the most recent one that I've been, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to get into cause we don't live near mountains, but, um, so shout out to pikes that can kickflip. I actually can't kickflip. So I'm just going to go out. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm just going to come out right and say <laughs> it and shout out to Ben Hurley, Are you our, practicing? Good, our good buddy. Who's, yeah, I'm practicing. I've never was a street skater though. I've always been a little bit on the heavier side, if not in actual like full weight. My actual feet are heavier than most. <laughs> you know, the, the age old white white people can't jump, um, which is not the case in skateboarders. But most of them are like skinny kids and like sure. you know you know. So um, not all of them can bench two plates. I know. Yeah. So you got to take what you can get. Um, but yeah, so no, for me, like, you know, just getting reinvigorated in it was a matter of also stepping outside my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I listened to this podcast with the the founders of Instagram, coincidentally, um, having just mentioned their platform a number of times, uh, they were bought out by Facebook in like 2013 and then they decided that they were going to stay on with it for a while. And after staying on with it for a while, they realized that they were really good at running Instagram and really good at helping it kind of like create the community that it is today. And as they saw like the future of Instagram, they both realized like maybe this isn't what we want to do anymore. And they decided they were going to jump ship and, and quit, which they did. Uh, they resigned. And when they resigned, the one guy that was speaking, I forget his name, um, said, I, I'm really good at doing Instagram. I haven't done any other tech platform since I made Instagram, obviously because it took off. And, they did all right with that one. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and in the meantime, now he's obviously rich and all that good stuff. I'm going to do something that I suck at. And I'm going to try to, you know, master that or at least get really good at that. And so for him, it was skateboarding. It was flying, actually. Oh, really? But the way the analogy that I took from him was when he first started, he thought he was going to be pretty good at it at flying and like learning things fast and like like he, flying airplanes yeah yeah he thought like in four months like i'll i'll finish rich everything. guy hobbies right there yeah <laughs> he's like in four months I, i'll get my pilot's license it'll be no big deal not realizing the amount of studying and the amount of like instrument knowledge that you have to have and so i took that analogy and applied it to meteorology myself. i was like you know i'm pretty decent like i can i go for runs i've done a you know a half marathon i could you know train for a full marathon i could you know there are some things i I like to do and and they're taking up my time but i haven't just like outright sucked at anything in a while so i bought the skateboard skateboard so what uh what role do you think community has on all of these hobbies and passions because obviously for you, you have your your group text, you have Instagram kind of feeding you. Jake, you have the entire online video game community, although you spoke on both sides. But do you think you have to have a community to have these certain hobbies or passions? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I, I know with diving for sure, like I, I won't. I've done one dive alone and I will never, ever do another dive alone. I was going to say, you can't. It really. was one of the biggest mm-hmm. mistakes I've ever learned in my entire life. I'm not doing it. You know, so it's like it's almost mandatory to have a community. 
Mm-hmm. At least a group of people that you dive with. At least with. a community of one other person. Just one more <laughs> yeah. person. Even, even in my limited, I've only been, I've only got my board like middle of January. Even in my limited action at the at the skate park, uh, like I always like felt like at first I was like, I, I don't want anyone to look at me. Like I fucking suck. Like don't, don't watch me drop in on this three foot ramp and try to figure out how to rock to fakie again. And all of a sudden kids would come up to me and they want to skate the same ramp as me, which is normal, obviously. And they're like, yo, yo, you got this, but try this. And all of a sudden, like, oh, we got some, some tips coming out of the woodwork here. And you start that, you know, to your point, community is so important. And skateboarding, mm-hmm. it's like skate or die. Like you were like, you know, everyone that was involving in skating was like really up in each other's stuff. Max, how old would you say your <laughs> skateboarding community ask. is? <laughs> I'm just curious. Surprising, <laughs> surprisingly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually genuinely curious. Surprisingly, it's... It, I'm sure it runs the gamut. It runs the gamut. Probably by location too. In when I was when I was skateboarding in Lot Eleven in Miami, I was hanging out with some old heads that were like ripping the bowl over there and like really enjoying, you know, not trying to do anything outside of their comfort zone, just having a good time. I found some net fellow knee pad wearers. I am a pad wearer because <laughs> I I vert skate and I I just know that if I fall, it's gonna suck. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of little kids without puberty who are still saying fuck <laughs> without puberty. The, all of them are like running around, like smoking cigarettes, being little shitheads. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I, I thought that was cool back They're in the day. They're pretty good though, aren't they? They're so, oh my God. The cigarettes? <laughs> yeah. When you hit that marble red for the first time. No, there's some really, really talented skateboarders in South Florida. And because there's so many limited parks, they're typically always there. They don't really, there's not a lot of street skating scenes in, in South Florida as much. Maybe in Miami, but not in like suburbia. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Do you guys have, because uh, I know I have this with fly fishing, is I have groups and I have friends that the only thing we really share in common is that one, uh, it's fly fishing, and then everything else kind of spurs off that because for fly fishing, for instance, you you spend so much time on a boat with somebody that you can't help but bring up everything. Mm-hmm. Everything comes out when you're spending, sure. you know, 15 hours with someone day in and day out. So do you guys have these communities of people that are just like your skateboarding friends, just your video game friends or whatever it is that like you seem like you have that, that you know, passion that you share and then that's kind of the extent of the friendship or is all your good friends kind of sharing your passions? I think for me, it's actually most of my good friends share share diving. And and before it was like that, I would I would really coerce people into getting into <laughs> it, like very very hard. I'd be like, oh, you know this, you know, dive shops having a sale this month. You know, like if you don't get into it now, you're never gonna get into it. Because I've never met a person. I've met a well, it's a lie. I've met a couple people that I've brought up diving to, and they go, that really sucks. The concept of diving, even if you're uncomfortable with it, is a cool concept. Like. Everybody at some point in their lives wish they could go underwater and breathe mm-hmm. underwater. And so like everybody has some sort of childhood connection to staying under the water. So, you know, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to dive this weekend. They'll be like, oh, I've always wanted to do it. And I'll be like, you know, they're having a sale. And I'll always, I always <laughs> I pitch it to everybody um, because I love it. So now most of my friends, I mean, you guys included, most of you dive or mm-hmm. are in the process of getting a license. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One day. <laughs> One day. Um, so Still have those yeah. answers, primed and ready. Primed and ready. Got to send them my way. Uh, you got to do it. It's, right. it's nice. funny. It's funny when you find a uh, when you find, especially for me, because I don't, re- I really don't play a lot of like I don't play Fortnite that much. I'll dabble. I actually recently popped back into Fortnite, and it's a completely different game. Wow, it's yeah, actually really, co- it's actually really cool. It's really cool, but but uh, I don't really play a lot of of online multiplayer games. I hop in every now and then because I have friends that do do that, and those communities are always really strong. You can see them on like I see them on my friends list 
all the time. Especially every, when you every get night. into some more niche games, you get some really tight communities. For sure. I, What's I, the one that was around same right before um, um, Fortnite? Well, the deepest community like ever was this one fighting game that I was oh, yeah, really Dragon into. Ball Z. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. yeah, that Raging Blast. Mm-hmm. Everyone in like the so they had like a world leaderboard ranking, right? And like, do you remember Jack Bendit? Yeah, of course. So me and Jack Bendit played this game, and we both got really good at it because we would just play each other, and he was always way better than me. Uh-huh. And he would taught me all his tricks. I didn't realize he was like top one hundred in the world. Really? And so I got into top 100 in the world. We were both like top 50 in the world at one point. <laughs> You're in kidding. This game. Now, get, don't, like, not many people. This is like halo amounts of people there, playing this there game. There were 200 right. people playing but the no, game. But no, there was probably like a good 20, 30,000 people yeah, on the I leaderboards. Bet. And the top 200 like fluctuated. So everyone in like the top 200 knew who you were. And like you would get <laughs> invited to like different like okay like this group is playing this group and like sure. you get invited to like chats and people would like know each other like through That's this crazy. group and if you weren't in the top x you're out <laughs> the last story i ever played in a video game like the campaign i guess was was tekken five tekken oh for a fighting six. game tekken Te- well because you couldn't unlock the characters yeah. until you yeah. until tekken. you went Love all that. the way True. through the thing so great, i was forced to great do it playstation games yeah that's a good that's a good uh I mean, as far as like video games goes, it just makes sense. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you have to your point, like we have, we have friends that, um, and you know what? I'm hyper aware of the fact that I say to your point a lot. So sorry if you're listening. I just, <laughs> I got that feedback like this weekend a lot. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying not to do it. Um, but to your point, <laughs> as I was saying, <laughs> that's go. a good one. That's a good one. That's, um, you know, we have friends that play like certain games together religiously, like yes. each night. And yeah. and what was the one Apex Legends took Apex. over from mm-hmm. Fortnite for a little bit? And you can kind of see like the trends dictate a lot of that too. But I, I'll always hop in. It's like we have that new call. Well, by the time you're listening to this, there's a new Call of Duty Battle Royale game that's out that I will certainly have have played. I enjoy them for sure. But ultimately, what drags me to uh, what draws me to games is the stories behind them, and. Uh, and there are communities certainly behind that. I mean, there are certain games where you play them and they have, you know, it's like a persist, it's a co-op story that you're going through. So you can have one person that you just hop on every night with and like you're just playing through this yeah. one story with them. Those were always my favorite. Yeah. But I think it's even, it's more broad, right? Because mm-hmm. even if you're focused on the solo games, like you're in Chase's relationships, relationship has like a heavy involvement in video games and like, both of you all going through different experiences where it's like you can relate to people based mm-hmm. on the games they play. So it's not necessarily playing with them, but it's like, oh, you know, he's a gamer or, yes. you know, he's That's a, a flyer. Good point. That's yes. like the first question I ask. I'm like, what type of games you play? Yes. Like 100%. Plays video yeah. games? And they're like, I know what type of person they're going to be if they say like fighting games versus like Call really? of Duty. Oh, no. If you, if you, people if that you play meet fighting someone that plays fighting games are completely games? different than people that play. Can you like, play somebody the, by the way they look? Like, or like the Madden FIFA if you gave me 2K a room, player. If you gave me a room of gamers, like if everyone sure. in that room is at least Confirmed a gamer, gamer. I would be able to point out to you everyone that really? plays fighting games. What is, what is, <laughs> now you walked into it. So what's the MO of a fighting game person? Is that oh. the guy with like the Mountain Dew like The leader? tap out shirt? Is he wearing no, a tap no, out shirt? No, 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 <laughs> they can certainly um, take, They certainly take a lot of punishment though because that's all fighting games is just getting your ass kicked over and until over and over Until you get good enough to again. be one person. Until you're good, until you. We could go into that in a different, in a different topic. But yeah. you know. But I, I could tell you. Perhaps a sure. different podcast. Different podcast. Chase is afraid that one of his friends who fits that, <laughs> that demeanor is yeah. listening right That's now. Okay. Doesn't want to yeah. trash him like yeah. that. I want to hear more about fly fishing, though, because I have never, ever done that. 
I mean, or flying, but we'll go fly fishing. Yeah, how did it get it started? Could, it could get interesting with the wheel segment coming up. But uh, no, for me, fly fishing was. I was always into fishing, and fly fishing was the next challenge. And for fly fishing, you can never master it, ever. Like, mm. you can be, you know, all the world records, you will never ma- master fly fishing because it's the idea that you are taking feathers, making them look a certain way, throwing them with just line at a fish and tricking it to eat. There's mm-hmm. no way, right? Break it down to its to the core concept. I mean, it's literally you're D- mimicking a fly. Is that the whole point? Well, it, like if you're if you're focusing on like the trout fishing and some of the northern style fishing, like you're mimicking the hatches that's going on. So okay. it could be a fly, it could be a beetle, it could be all sorts of different larvae. Hatches of mm. bug, right? It's literally the hatch of different bugs. Yes. Oh, okay. So you're matching the hatch. I know nothing about that style of freshwater. Match the hatch. So what? Do you, so what? Do you, what kind of fly fishing are you doing? It's all saltwater. Okay. All down in Florida, but it was for me like the next biggest challenge, right? It's mm. doing something that I absolutely sucked at, and I spent hours and hours and hours on trying to tie flies. They looked like shit. I just throw them away, and then eventually I got a really good mentor that showed me all these things, and it's just it's something that you know you could put in hours and hours and not ever catch a fish. You can fish for weeks on ends and never catch anything, but then once you get one fish, you're like, this was all worth it. Yeah, well, I think that that's something that everyone who has a lifelong hobby, like they have something like that moment sure. that really hooks you. Yeah. That's oh, kind of yeah. what I was just saying about the... It about, hooks you. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, it was, it's, I did that subconsciously. I didn't even think about that. But like, I was talking about the Platinum Trophy. It's like that moment where, you, you know, it's something that not a lot of people have. Or skate, you know, you, you know, you hop back on that skateboard and and you hit that. Like you've you've sent me some of your videos. You hit some nice ramps in there. It's impressive. So it's like that's gotta feel good. That's gotta be, you know, it's an accomplishment for sure. But it's it's cool because there'll be times where, like, I did a. I think I've said it before on this podcast, but like, I did a trip by myself to Belize to fly fish. So there's the solo aspect of the hobby where you can do it by yourself. But then there's all sorts of people that I, you know, called after or did similar trips that we could relate those experiences to. So I think I'm happy with my passion where it has, you know, a section of it that I can do by myself. There's an individual, you know, aspect of it. And then there's this whole community where I basically know if someone fly fishes that we're we're the same kind of person and we just can automatically relate. You mm-hmm. could probably tell someone that's trying to fake it or talk it up in like a minis- millisecond too. Yeah, CC, uh, the guy in our office with the last name starting with a B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait, I missed that. I got it. It's all okay. right. Um, we'll talk after. Can you yeah. can you be a fly fisherman and not make flies? Like, can you buy flies? Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's I'm just curious. It's like a part of the whole hobby that you can either get into or not get into. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like the artistic part of it almost, yeah. right? Okay. Well, then there's That's just, cool. there's something to be said about you're literally at your table at home. You tie something together thinking it's going to work. You go out the next day and you catch a fish on it. It's, it's just huge. like a really cool feeling to have. I was going to say, like, I know, I know a family friend of mine who they fly fish and they do freshwater. And uh, I actually just saw them when I was in Montana and I asked him, so I was like, so are these, you know, talking about his sons who are you know younger. I said, you know, are these guys tying their own flies yet. And he goes, shit, I don't even tie my own flies. <laughs> it's and different. It's different trout fishing and stuff because you're going through a lot of flies. You, they're right. much more detailed, smaller. Right. Um, so I was say it kind of depends on on what level you want to get mastered in. Saltwater, you're talking about like what? Tarpon, some bonefish. Are they fish, bigger? Permit. Are the flies bigger for salt? 
Yeah. Because the bait needs to be a little bit more attractive. Yeah, and you can catch 200 pound fish if yeah, you want you to. Yeah, you catch a massive And then of- what a, so yeah, talk to me about like the test of the, of the line and like, cause anytime I look at them and not to be ignorant or anything, anytime I look at a fly rod, I'm always like, how the fuck does that catch a tarpon? They're co- mostly carbon, right? Are they carbon now? Are they? They have different bases, but it's the idea of the length because they're nine foot rods, so it's just like the. Is fish that the standard nine foot? Or that's pretty long, long, yeah. That's yeah. pretty that's long, long in the in the world of uh, fishing poles. Most are seven and a half feet. Yeah, but what, what's the biggest fish you've caught so far? On fly, um, like a hundred and twenty pound tarpon. On fly. Have you ever been like a school of dolphin really and tossed big. a fly in? Yeah. <laughs> is that straight? And they nail it. Is yeah. that straight sight fishing too? So are you like yeah. looking at where the fish is and it's maybe there's bait in the area and you're trying to. Yeah. I mean, you're just seeing a fish, you're projecting everything and thinking things are going to work out, but it's obviously nature and nature mm-hmm. has its own ideas. Uh, so you're just trying to like simulate things that you've seen before. And if a hundred different things go right, you might get an eat. If you get an eat, you might get the fish to jump. If you get him to jump, you might land him. Like, there's so many different So just points. because they they swallow that sucker doesn't mean they're going to get hooked. No. Like, or <laughs> is no, it a circle or hook or is it like an inline? Inline for the most part. Oh. Wow. That's but, so interesting. So you're catching, the, you're catching it on the way out. Like, as it swallows and then takes a move. And that's then when it, you hook them. But yeah. they still break you off and all sorts of shit happens. But similar to Jake... I could do hours and hours on a fly fishing podcast and talk about <laughs> all about it. Wait, last question. So it's sight fishing for the most part and something like bone fishing when you're in like real like shallow water is like a little bit different. But when you're on a boat and you're going for something like tarpon, everything's all sight fishing. But how are you like, so like if they're, if it's not the best, tarpon hang out near the top, near the mm-hmm. surface though. Yeah, Tar- they do. I know if it's not the best viz, um, but you know, there's something out there, you see some action like whether by the water like, how do you know, like, how are you dressing it? Like, what's the simulation that you're trying to give that fish? It's just blind. It's like blind casting, though, you know, like part of the art is having the environment where you can actually do it. Yeah. But if you can't do it, you can't do it. You're not going to just, you know, piss into the wind. Right. Kind right. Of thing. OK. But so it's, it's really about the, the action that you put on the rod and the cast and the and the way that the fly hits. In a that sense. makes everything. Yeah. In a sense. That's interesting. Um. But, I mean, we're kind of wrapping it up on time, but I want to pose a question to the group. What, who, who has the biggest lesson that they possibly learned from one of, from their passion? Does anyone have something that, like, sticks out to them where it's I like... I feel like that's got to come from flying or diving because those are yeah. the most dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, for me, just the life lesson. I mean, flying, like, you talk about community. My community in aviation was my first real role models that kind of gave me that maturity and the ownership and the, the kind of the mentality that I could do anything because I'm flying an airplane and I'm 16 years old right now. And just got kind of like confidence to really want to achieve a lot in life for sure. Like that mentality that I have came from flying mm-hmm. most definitely because that's a lot of times like when I say stuff like that, I just, you know, I don't really know if it's right or not. I've been told like you say things very like black and white, like it just sounds right when you say it. That's because when you're talking to like a radio tower and you're in the air, whatever you're saying, you need to come across as 100% certain because if you're not, you're going to get point. shit on about it. And it's a potential life or death situation if you don't know what you're talking about. Nice. Mm. So always be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Diving for me was always, it, I learned very, very quickly that you you rely on yourself. 
you take care of, obviously you take care of your partner or whoever you're diving with, but at the end of the day, it's up to you whether or not something goes wrong. And when you're a hundred, 150 feet, you know, which is a fairly deep dive, but under the water with all that pressure on you, one mistake is, is very, very, Mm -hmm. you know, easily life or death. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the deepest dive you've done? I think it's around just, well, I did a dive in Cyprus, which was definitely deeper than around a hundred. It was deeper than a hundred. Um, but I don't mm. remember the exact depth, which you probably didn't, the, you didn't mix gas on that. Um, that one I didn't, I was only down for a little bit, but I was young mm. and to, and to be honest with you, it was just not something I would recommend ever. Um, I didn't even have my license at that point. I had done several dives. Mm-hmm. It, it was in another country and I didn't have my license yet. Yeah. If I were to do it again, it would definitely be mi- mixed air. What were you um, going to say? A shipwreck. I actually mm. have a video of the entire of that, that dive. That's like cool. I have videos and pictures, which I could show you guys offline, but that was, that was an incredible dive. And the dive master was so good. I mean, he was a family friend. I trusted him completely. And mm-hmm. I did. I basically didn't do anything. Just I was don't just, go up faster than the bubbles. Yeah, exactly. The so. other thing <laughs> that diving and flying both have like in common, probably the thing they have most in common is just the importance of planning. And redundancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Redundancy. Um, you know, you can't take off without a flight plan. You know, you can, right. but you're an idiot. At least if you don't even have one yourself, you don't always have to file it with like something like flight following. Um, But you always have to have a flight plan. You always have to have a checklist, Mm pre-flight and Mm post-flight checklist. Same with diving. diving. Um, And you always have redundancy built into everything that you do, Mm -hmm. most definitely. Yeah, Yeah. it's exactly the same with diving. Another thing I learned about diving while diving was how insignificant of 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 a being that I am. Like I'm, you're so friggin' yeah. insane. Dude, that, that night dive, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, so Ma- actually, that's a gr- such a great example. Max and I did a night dive together, which is one of your first dives, wasn't it? It was like my fourth, yeah. Yeah, which is like, which is crazy because I mean, I've been doing it for years and that, and that was the first night dive I ever did. But um, being in the, it was, I mean, like it, the closest thing I can describe it to was watching movies of people on the moon in the pitch black mm. where all you see is a beam of the light mm-hmm. scrolling over this coral reef head and if you look left it's black and all you see is maybe five yards away from you another person's light beam that's all that you see <laughs> and a glow stick that's like dangling yeah um but you realize how how friggin insignificant you are like yeah. everything anything in that environment can kill you anything i mean literally any being in that environment could probably kill you um and another dive with another buddy mutual friend of ours his name is nick galman um he Shots. uh shout out to nick He's in New York right now and is not diving, but um, <laughs> unless he wants, yeah. unless he wants to like burn off. his hair off, yeah, yeah in the freaking yeah. Hudson. It's we clean saw, now. It's clean. yeah, kind we of. saw a another thing that kind of changed my life. Together, we were just diving off the beach, um, and in like around 30, 30, 40 foot of water, which is fairly shallow, we saw tarpon schooling around a, a ball of bait, which that shallow I've never seen in my life under the water, and like just sitting there, being the smallest thing in that environment. It was like, it's almost like your, your balls go to your throat <laughs> because like, you know, that if something happens, if that fish wants to come right at your face and it's going to knock you out. Yeah. Like, and so you see them schooling in a huge ball in front of you. And like, I would constantly look back at Nick to make sure he was still there because I would get so fixated yeah. and I wouldn't know how long that, like how long, how much time it elapsed. I once I had a, a very similar moment like that. It wasn't with tarpon though. It was with dolphin. Yeah. It was with the school of dolphin. Um, like mahi or like no, no, actual no, no. dolphins? Like porpoise. Porpi. Porpi. Um, Flipper. Por- porpoises. Yes. Um, I was down. It was not that deep of a dive. It was probably like a 50-foot dive. Right. And I saw something large and gray 
dart like just outside my 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 field of view. yes my field of view and i said oh this is it this is, this is the end <laughs> the, the scariest part about diving is that you even when you're scared you can't open your mouth right. to say anything right. yeah. you're well, like no. you're like oh this is fucking it that's it's over <laughs> and i turn and look, I, I, I turn so you take that knife and you start banging on your, <laughs> on your can and nobody even hears that yeah. i turned and there was there was like eight dolphin just swimming like in the, in the, it was the, awesome. it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it, it was so it was not, it was it was punctuated by the fact that it went from a moment of sheer terror to beauty. Like, yes, like you're still joy. nervous That's a the whole crazy time, feeling, yeah. I guess, to go through. Yeah, I would say I would say with the skateboarding thing because it's relatively new. I think what what I I went seeking a lesson from doing, and I kind of described the whole you know trying to suck at something and get better at it. I think it also has knocked down some social barriers for me. You know, now that I'm in the corporate world and like I'm like taking off like, you know, uh, a watch and like my necklace and like, you know, putting on like some Carhartt shirt trying to fit in with the group, like <laughs> at least like trying to, you know, not seem like such a rube there. But, uh, you know, even just talking to some of the kids at the park and like just being able to like, you know, it reminded me where I come from, which is, you know, not Smoking about cigarettes when you're no, not years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 very, very awesome joke. Yeah. Mom, I swear I wasn't doing it. But uh, no, it's it's just the ability to speak to anybody from any walk of life and like not you know use your own experiences for bias or anything like that. And it's been nice. And it's also been back to the sucking at something. Man, when you fall on a skateboard. There's not much room for for a soft landing. Yeah, it hurts, dude. You yeah, I've quick. had a couple of times where, like, sitting in the office, my tailbone feels like someone. Just, you know, I sat on a pole. Feels like what? <laughs> <laughs> All but. right. Well, I think that was a good one. Uh, we have a wheel segment coming up, and uh, I think I think we agreed that whoever it lands on will be hosting, however they feel fit, the rest of the mics with their hobby. So. Take it for what you think or what it's worth, and we'll uh, see who it lands on. I hope it lands it's on gonna, Yanni. It's I gonna, hope it lands on it's me, gonna too. It's going to be Nick. I hope it lands on me. If it's me, y'all are waiting a couple years. <laughs> no shot. No, we can just go to a crazy flight simulation place. We just go uh, oh, skydiving. All right, Nick, I'm going to let you oh. pick the number order. That's a good idea. Me, I picked last week, and it still screwed me. Well, dude, <laughs> fucking pick Well, you're the only one that has an issue with this, so we do have to have to, you pick every time. Do you want me to do it? All right. Pick it in random order. Pick whoever you want to be, whatever number. All right. I'll be one. Yanni's four. <laughs> You're five. No, wait. We ate. That's good. One. Okay. You're one, one, four, five, three, and two. Okay. One, two, three, not, four. <laughs> I have not pressed it yet. It's three. Three. Oh, it's me. Wow. Oh, All right. Oh, We're going to 10th level tavern, boys. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to glitch bar. All right. Well, wait, wait. So how do we, I mean, I'm curious. How do we want to do this? Do we want to? I think it's your discretion. It's your However choice. you feel that you could host us into your passion of video games. I think 10th level. You could do what I did for five years of living with Jake and just watch him play all the time. <laughs> no, there's nothing more than as I, that I like could not handle than watching somebody consoles. else play. Jake has offered to let me play his That's video true. games. It's, like You can start your is, own one player anytime you want. Mm -hmm. I haven't played a video it. game. I haven't had a console since PS2. And, and the, all the, they got new, eighth grade. Uh, they got new hacked machines. But the thing all is, right. well, well, like so the, the like PS1 <laughs> stuff on them. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Like debugs. That's pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking. <laughs> mm, is that what came to mind for debugs? <laughs> Did you say 
debugs. Yeah. Yeah, I, someone's just looking I would at love challenge. I would love for for you guys that like Nick especially since and Max, but Max has seen me play a lot of these crazy games. It's funny, I was actually having a conversation with with Jenna um this past weekend and she was like she was staying with us with the three of us when we were all living together um for a stretch of time and I was that was while I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Great game. And she was just enamored with that game. She was like every time I, I sat down to play she's like, "All right, so so Arthur is doing this right now, and this is what's <laughs> it was going. like watching TV. <laughs> it was like a show. That's like a I, great game. It is. It's amazing. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a masterclass. And so, how are we going to do this? I know. I'm trying to think. Like, I would love to like, because like, if you go to like a tenth level tavern, or if you go to like a glitch, you're just playing games, which is fun. It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but. We'll so then, wait, out. wait. I mean, it would so be wait, cool to let ex- me throw this thought out there. Video games, you're not. It would be cool. It, it would be but cool to experience. What gets story. you excited about games is the passion and the way the story's told. Some of these stories are, so, are worth experiencing. You got to play your favorite level in a certain game. We have why to watch you, Jake for three hours straight. No, <laughs> play no, no. Red Dead Redemption and story. Why don't you think of a couple different games? Maybe put together a list. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you about this offline. We'll right. figure it out. Okay. We'll Stay see you guys tuned. next week. Who's Stay got tuned. it next week? Oh, I think I do. Yes. Yanni's on the ones and twos next week. Ones Peace. And twos. Peace. Woop woop. Peace. Peace.